Hello, I'm Rebecca Rosewood, and this is Thrice Cursed. Warning, Thrice Cursed is a true crime and paranormal podcast. It is intended for mature audiences. Some graphic depictions of violence and other unpleasant material may exist beyond this point. For more specific content warnings, please reference the episode notes. Happy International Day of Forests! In today's episode, I'll be retelling a tale I once told on my former podcast to mark the occasion. And while it is a day to celebrate forests, remember, fresh air is for dead people. And a forest is a great place to get murdered. With that being said, let's talk about a terrifying forest. The Hoya Bachu Forest is located in Romania and covers an area of over 250 hectares, or approximately 618 acres, and is often referred to as the Bermuda Triangle of Romania. And while the lore behind the actual Bermuda Triangle is likely fake, The stories that come out of this forest aren't. It was named for a local shepherd who disappeared in the forest with his flock of 200 sheep. Neither him or his sheep were ever seen again. Now tell me, how did 200 sheep go missing? And what were restless people expected to count now that all their sheep were gone? Or are the spirits of these sheep the same sheep that all of us sleepless people see? Spooky... Ever since his disappearance, reports of paranormal activity, inexplicable occurrences, and even UFO sightings have been reported. Adding to the mystery of this forest is the strange ways in which the trees form. They are almost all bent in odd ways, some with trunks that spiral. Scientists have been unable to explain the strange trunk shapes, but some theories have arisen. One is that people of the past used some kind of unknown tool or technique to cause the bends, similar to how Native Americans used to tie trees to cause them to grow with bends to mark pathways. However, no tools have ever been found to prove this theory, and the bends don't really resemble those that have been proven to have been created that way. Another theory is that there was a snowstorm that mangled or damaged the trunks when they were saplings. And a slow spring melt with ample snow weighing down the trees caused them to become permanently misshapen. No evidence of a snowstorm of this magnitude or length has been found, however. The final theory that was quickly dismissed is that there is a strange gravitational force within the forest. However, gravity pulls downwards, not sideways, so this didn't really make any sense. Can you just imagine what people would look like if gravity pulled sideways? I don't know. If somebody could draw that, I'm intrigued. (laughs) Many hiking and biking trails wind through the forest, allowing you to get up close and personal with these weird trees, as well as strange, oval-shaped patches of earth where nothing grows. But many locals refuse to enter the forest. Some refuse to even speak of it. Many believe that if you enter the forest... Like the shepherd, you will never return. Locals who disregarded the warnings and entered the forest have complained they experienced anxiety, 
malfunctioning electronics, a constant feeling of being watched, and several physical symptoms. These included rashes, vomiting, migraines, scratches, lightheadedness, and burns, which aren't typically felt, but redness and on rare occasions, blisters can be seen. Symptoms like anxiety, that feeling of being watched, migraines, nausea, etc. could all be explained away with a simple argument of mind over matter. After all, if you go in expecting to feel these symptoms or experience something strange, your mind can make that happen for you. Malfunctioning electronics could be explained away by the presence of a magnetic field, which isn't exactly uncommon in heavily forested areas. Then, we come to the weirdest physical symptom. The burns. Many have tried to rationalize that their skin probably came into contact with a plant that was toxic or harmful to human skin. Doctors, however, have disproved this. So, if it wasn't a plant, what was it? It sounds to me like this forest might be into some pretty weird BDSM shit. Not that I'm kink-shaming, do your thing so long as it's consensual and being safely practiced. However, I don't think anything going on in this forest is consensual. Archaeologists have determined based on soil that there may have been a settlement in this forest at one point, presumably on the patch where nothing grows, otherwise known as the circle. The settlement would have dated back to the Neolithic period and is believed to have been established around 6500 BC, making it the oldest settlement from that time period to be found in Romania. It is believed that the peasants who once lived in this forest are the spirits that now haunt it. According to all articles I was able to find, it's believed that the peasant settlement met its end in the form of a brutal slaughter at the hands of a raiding party from the region's enemies. Obviously, if this were true, that's a good way to get yourself some ghosts. If this is the case, it could explain why it's reported that activity towards the circle is more frequent and more intense. The question everyone seems to have, however, is if there were truly a settlement, why are there no signs at all of a structure? In 6500 BC, Romanians were already using cement to form their structures. Cement would only take a few hundred years to break down to the point where there were no recognizable signs of civilization. Because of this, it is plausible that the settlement really did exist. Regardless of its cause, however, the hauntings persist. Before I get into what those hauntings are, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Hey, Cursed Ones. Since you're listening to my podcast, I can only assume that, like me, you're into the dark and spooky sides of life that most people tend to stay away from. If that's the case, you'll love the new partnership I'm a part of. I've partnered with Melodramatic Fine Art to bring you a beautiful set of five spooky-looking postcards. Personally, I'm framing and hanging mine. They're so cool. I'm not sending them to anybody. They're mine. (laughs) Each postcard is five by seven inches, has a matte finish, and features photographs of eerie, spooky shit that I just cannot get enough of. We're talking dark chandeliers, a bathtub full of dirt and leaves, random toilet brush art that you'll have to see to believe. 
Not to mention, the creator of these is one of my very first supporters. So if you could help me support her, head to thricecursepod.com and click the menu option postcard set or search melodramatic fine art on Etsy. Make sure to use code THRICE10 at checkout for 10% off. And just in time for the holidays, too. What's up, Hushlings? I'm Declassified Dave. And I'm Mystery Mike. We're joined by our protege, Slick Frank Sanders. Frank Sanders here. How's it going, Hushlings? Join us Mondays for the Hush Hush Society Conspiracy Hour as we take new initiates through the dark secrets, hidden truths of the underbelly of the conspiratorial world. Each season finale ending with a live show. Follow along on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and listen on all streaming platforms at our link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Hush Hush Society. Remember, the best kept secrets are hidden in plain sight. Now that I'm back, let's get into it. Regardless of who or what haunts this forest, the hauntings are numerous. Photographs of black mist have been taken. People describe a talking wind or disembodied voices heard throughout the forest. Some have reported seeing green eyes and a black mist that may or may not show in photographs. There have been lights with no logical source, poltergeist activity in the form of those scratches and burns mentioned earlier, and EVPs have been recorded on site. Photos taken in The Circle have revealed hovering shapes and outlines of human forms. Joggers in the area have claimed to see various ectoplasms, and others report hearing a lot of giggling. I don't know about you, but I hate giggling. In these circumstances, anyways, although I hate it so much that sometimes in real life I hate giggling as well. Which is weird, because I do a lot of it. People who live near the forest have reported seeing a large collection of orbs of light coming from inside the tree line. But when using thermal technology, no heat signatures have been detected. Meaning, there's no human in the forest causing these lights, and there aren't any fires either. Some who enter the forest report remembering all past experiences, but then forget the second they exit the forest. Interestingly enough, the happenings in this forest drew in scientific researchers who have captured physical manifestations of faces and apparitions on film. Others have said they saw these apparitions with only their own two eyes. It's been noted that experiences of paranormal investigators vary from those of locals. This is said to be a possible side effect of outsiders wishing to seek contact, while locals may not. I'm with the locals on this one. Like, no thank you. Now, another belief in regards to the circle is that it has nothing to do with a settlement and everything to do with UFOs. Why a UFO would cause a lack of forest growth, I'm not sure. But there is some evidence to suggest an otherworldly presence in Hoyabachu, and Frankly, if anybody mentions aliens, I'm going to go ahead and just say aliens because I love aliens. Hoyabachu actually didn't receive much notoriety until the late 1960s. On August 18, 1968, 45-year-old military technician Emil Barnia captured a photo that has since been made famous of a saucer flying over the forest. 
I think it's important here to note that Barnia would have gained absolutely nothing from announcing his findings. At the time, Romania was a communist country, and their government equated a belief in the paranormal with madness and state sabotage. Sabotage. Publicizing his findings caused Barnia to lose his job in a country that offered no support to the unemployed. After these photos surfaced, the area became a hotbed for UFO sightings throughout the 1970s, as well as those inexplicable lights mentioned earlier. Another person happened to photograph UFOs as well. This person was Alexandru Sift, a biologist. He'd actually taken an interest in stories of strange happenings prior to Barnia's photos, and had been venturing deeper and deeper into the forest to research the light and magnetism phenomena, which, I don't know if that's brave or stupid, but (laughs) if I hear about that stuff, I'm not going anywhere near it, thank you. According to Sift, he had gathered a wealth of substantial photographic evidence. Unfortunately, most of that evidence was lost. In 1993, Alexandru Sift passed away, and all of his photographs either went missing or were destroyed. Or it never existed in the first place, but that's neither here nor there. Most of his work was never recovered. What photos of his work were recovered ended up being published in a book by a chemistry professor who was also Sif's friend, Adrian. He continued Sif's research. Despite his friend's belief in UFOs, Adrian believed that all of the occurrences were natural, but unknown to science. They were not paranormal or extraterrestrial. He often cited that it was very common to change behaviors while in the woods, as well as have sudden onset illnesses. He said it was possible that people were exposed to concentrated electromagnetic fields and that people could have what's called electromagnetic hypersensitivity. This is a condition that isn't recognized by either the medical or scientific community. Regardless of this, symptoms attributed to this are redness of the skin, tingling and or burning sensations, fatigue, tiredness, concentration difficulties, dizziness, nausea, heart palpitations, and digestive disturbances. This would basically explain away all of the symptoms mentioned above, were it true. Whether you believe these occurrences are paranormal, extraterrestrial, or natural, you are welcome to take a guided tour, after COVID, if there ever is an after COVID, a man named Alex created the Hoyabachi Project, which is a non-government, non-profit created to promote tourism and improve the image of Romania, as well as bring some notoriety. He is not only the project manager, but he's also a tour guide. When asked about camping overnight in the forest, Alex refuses. Apparently, once while camping with friends in the forest, they were awoken by the sound of hooves like those of a horse or a particularly large deer. Upon sticking their heads out of their tent to investigate, the noise would stop. His next overnight trip to the forest, Alex decided to sleep in a hammock in hopes he'd get a glimpse of whatever may have caused the noise. Instead, he was pelted in the face with a freaking bat. He wrapped up that trip early and hasn't slept in the forest since. Despite these interactions, though, he adamantly states, the forest is only haunted if you bring your own ghosts, which 
I have plenty of ghosts, but none that have thrown a bat at me, okay? There weren't a lot of openly available stories I could find on the internet. However, there are two that I was able to find. One story tells of a five-year-old girl who went missing in the forest. Despite several searches being done, no one was able to find her. She came back five years later, wearing the same clothes, clean, and not appearing to have aged a day. This leads many to believe that the forest may actually be a portal to another dimension. It is believed that some 1,000 people may have disappeared in Hoyabachu. It makes you wonder if one day they'll all return. Of course, when I did a Google search trying to find proof of anyone disappearing in the forest, I couldn't really find anything. Another story comes from Reddit user PsychoDuck1. PsychoDuck stated that he and his friends were spending time together on what appeared to be a beautiful summer day. They rode their bikes and eventually found themselves at the edge of Hoyabachu. They ventured into the forest and were hanging out when their crappy Alcatel cell phone began to ring randomly. They weren't receiving any calls or text messages, so it was a bit strange. They kind of ignored this, though. That is, until they had the unnerving feeling that they were being watched. They began to hurriedly move away from the area, but recalled that it started to get dark very quickly, like the sun was setting far faster than normal. Once out of the forest, however, it was still a bright and sunny day. They recall that it also felt like they had spent half the day in the forest, but in reality, only two hours had passed. Basically, if you want to live the longest day of your life because two hours turns into an entire day, go ahead and visit Hoyabachu. Side note, I'm in no way suggesting that you should go to Hoyabachu, so if you do, don't try and sue me for it. I don't have anything to give you. I very strongly suggest not going because I don't want to disappear and have to live the rest of my life surrounded by 200 ghost sheep. Do you? Well, that sounds very much like a you problem. Wow. I just opened my mouth and my mother came out. That's probably the most horrifying thing from this entire episode. And with that, I'll leave you. This has been the cursed tale of the Hoyabachu Forest in Romania. It has everything you could ever fear. Ghosts, disappearing sheeple, aliens, creepy trees, and bats that intentionally fly into your face. Though that last one sounds kind of magical to me. I would love to have a pet bat. Send me some. Though the jarred or taxidermy varieties are fine for now because I think Luke and his family would probably make me the next topic of my own podcast if I brought live bats into this house. Seriously, though, I would love it. It would be so magical. Please. <laughs> For more cursed content or incoherent ramblings, follow me on Twitter or Instagram at ThriceCursedPod. Join the Facebook group, ThriceCursedFan Group. Find my three videos on TikTok at Rebecca Rosewood. Join the Discord server where I spend way too much time procrastinating. Seriously, I'm in there like all the time. It's ridiculous. It's so bad for me ever getting anything done. It's not conducive to being productive at all. But I love it, and the people in there are fucking wonderful. You can find that on thricecursepod.com in the menu. Support me by purchasing those super awesome postcards you hear about in every episode. Those can also be found in the website menu. 
send me mail at 520 North Ventu Park Road, number 273 Newberry Park, California 91320. I love dead things and words of encouragement. Or send me an email. Emails I'd love include your awesome, terrifying, crazy stories or questions you have for me, story suggestions, words of encouragement. Believe me, I need them. Until next time, keep your curses hexy and your hexes sexy. Many believe that if you enter the fur, fur, forest, it sounds to me like this forest might be into some really weird BDSM shut, shut, shut. You just gave me such a heart attack. Are you kidding me? I'm talking to your You. Fudge. I'm sorry. <sighs> There's two giant owls flying outside, and they are gorgeous. But they wouldn't want me to play with them. I'm really upset. I'm really upset about that, too. I would have loved for you to have played with them and gotten mauled. Wouldn't you think it'd be freaking awesome if I just started flapping my arms? But I didn't look like an idiot in this scenario. And because I was off the street. And yeah, the kids in the family looking at me were kind of concerned. But if I actually took off and I was playing with the owls, how are you doing? You left the bathroom door open. Ah, the shitter's full, that's why.